The entire team at Emsolation want to acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We want to recognise that we are recording and telling our stories on the stolen land of our country's first storytellers. We wish to pay our respects to all Wurundjeri elders and ancestors and to extend that respect to any First Nations peoples who listen to Emsolation. We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be. Em Rossiano. Yeah, she's shit. He's shit. They're all shit. And Michael Lucas. Oh, I worked in the bakery. This is Emsolation. Segway up. Aging Divas. Don't you clap! You're in Emsolation. Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain and a podcaster. And together with my best friend since I was 11, award-winning screenwriter, Mr. Michael Lucas, I bring you this podcast every week. Hello, hello. Welcome to the second last edition of Thursday Emsolation for 2023. I'm coming to you live, well, now, won't be live when you're listening, but you know what I mean. I'm in Canberra and I'm in the very hotel and the very hotel room that I stayed in when I did the National Press Club address. I feel, I feel oddly nostalgic and proud of myself and lots of other emotions because I'm on day two of my period and you know how that rolls. I'm here because I'm presenting at the Chief Minister's Inclusion Awards And I honestly couldn't think of a better gig to end my year on. It's just, oh, it's perfect. Speaking of perfect, we had our live show at the Enmore Theatre in Sydney on Sunday and it was just wonderful. I can't tell you, I just can't tell you. I just, I slept with a smile on my face. Honestly, it was just to everybody who came, to all the emsolators that made the effort in your sparkles, by yourself. Perhaps you came from Perth, perhaps you came from Queensland, Melbourne, Adelaide. I really, really see you, appreciate you, and I just love the community that this little podcast has spawned. We had a wild old time, can I tell you? So what you're going to hear today is some of that, some of the evening, not all of it, that's reserved for the people who were there, but some of the wild, raucous events that went on and um, then next week, our last set for the year, I can't believe it. Oh, I've just got to exhale. I'm sorry if the sound, well, no, I know the sound won't be amazing, but you should see me. It's 30 degrees here and I'm apparently under a towel and a pillow in my hotel room <laughs> and my nose is running now for some unknown reason. I, uh, I'm ready for a rest. I'm not going to lie to you all. I'm on, the, I'm on the doorsteps of burnout. My toes are in the pool. So I I know I'm listening to my body and as a lot of you know, I went and I did a float. I floated in a a magnesium bath in a room, not a mermaid tub, that would be too much. And um, it was kind of out of body, otherworldly, zero gravity. I'll do a few more before I thoroughly recommend it because I've had, look, I had a little bit of a post-float existential crisis, which I'm being told is normal. But I want to do a few more before I really recommend them to you all. But I am going to look after myself. This is a hectic time of year. And I know a lot of you are feeling the same as I am. So take time, truly. I'm not just giving you lip service. I want you to. I want you to be okay. And look, over the break, we're going to be building the Insulation TV studio. So next year, when we commence the 2024 season, you'll be able to watch us as a video podcast while you listen as well. So it's, it's exciting times. And that's because of the merch. The merch has been going gangbusters. We're funding the TV studio with the merch money. So keep buying your catchphrase T-shirts, your bucket hats, your singlets, your stickers. Every single cent of that is going towards the studio. And um, we're halfway to what I need to pay for it, but that's fine. We'll figure out how to cover it. But the, the merch has been going amazingly. And Melbourne will be playing two shows in you in February, which are nearly sold out. There are so few tickets left. Sydney must have inspired many of you. So snap those up before they're gone and you miss out. 
And that's all I really have for you. Thank you. I'm feeling like I'm trying to trying to keep it together. <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna go have a cold bath. Alright, gang. I'll see you soon. Play the music. Emsolators, you're only a what if away from creating the perfect holiday. And right now, Emsolation listeners can get 10% off selected hotels. Go to whatif.com forward slash listen for details. What if? It's Aussie for travel. Hi, I'm back to give props to the 3,661 people that help us keep our Thursday episodes free for everyone by subscribing to our premium service, Emsolation Extra. Now, if you're yet to join our extra fam, here's what you get for less than $2 a week. Once you've signed up, you get a personalised link in your inbox that then links to an upgraded podcast feed where you get two bonus episodes every week. There's 60 episodes currently awaiting you, including Ask Me Anythings, where you get to ask Em and Michael stuff like, ooh, Em answering all those questions about her idol journey. And tomorrow, while answering your questions, Em confronts Michael on something that's been annoying her for a while and all comes to a head in a fascinatingly confronting chat that you cannot afford to miss. You'll also get 20% off our Merch You Can Hear range, which is on sale now, access to ticket pre-sales and so much more. So support us for less than $2 a week on our yearly plan and score all those wonderful extra benefits plus more at msolation.supercast.com now. M. Luciano and Michael Lucas. This is Emsolation. Good evening, Emsolators. Would you please welcome to the stage the host of Emsolation, M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. see a podcast live. It just... Please give it up for Michael Lucas. Thank you. Oh, my God. Where is my phone? I need to capture this. One moment. Can you hold my mic? Oh, God, it's going to be such a procedure. Sorry, it's not like we're live. <laughs> so I'm going to be like, oh, it's just a simple podcast. It's just a simple podcast. And then I'm going to turn the camera around and you're going to be like... <laughs> I love you because you know that I'm like this. I don't have to mask. This is me not masking, all right? Oh, it's just a simple podcast with a couple people coming to look. Oh, Oh, sorry. Before we get started, I do want to address something that's quite awkward. Um, I'm sexually attracted to the buses of Sydney. She will give you context, but I feel like none's really needed. I feel like most of you don't need context. Why am I suddenly sexually attracted? I'll be really intrigued. Someone's yelling out, uh, the moustaches. One drove past me today and I was like, what the fuck? It's Tom Selleck on wheels. <laughs> and then another one came. I was like, my God, this is Mufasa all over again. Mufasa because it's just deeply inappropriate. Yeah, just weird. Well, you know the woman that I think about, like she is my Roman Empire who married the, emp- the Eiffel Tower and then divorced the Eiffel Tower for offence. I, I have oh, no on. idea what you're talking about. Someone married the Eiffel Tower. 
A woman, she's got the thing where you fall in love with inanimate objects. I get it. <laughs> and she fell in love with the Eiffel Tower. Mm. She had sex with it. Hang on. I'm thinking about that logistically. The Eiffel Tower, the actual yes. Eiffel Tower, not just like a small version of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, she put her vachin on it. Hang on, wait, wait let me wait, give it I'll to this one. <laughs> People were there. Emsolator Lisa. Lisa. Yeah. People were there, like families were sightseeing and she straddles a beam and she lifts a skirt and she's talking about the fact that she could feel the vibrations through her joints while families are walking past just going... <laughs> Thank you, Emsolator Lisa. See, you're my people because I, you just fucking know what I'm talking about. But now, she divorced the Eiffel Tower and she's married a fence. And that's how I feel about the buses. How, how, yeah, the fence, I presume, wouldn't have vibrations in the same way, though. So. No, but it's like a strong, silent type. She has to work. That did not deserve a laugh, thank you very much. Hey? That, your buses are, see, they're hybrids. Do you think Woo! you'd have a more sexually satisfying relationship with a hybrid bus or a standard diesel bus? Diesel all the way. Yeah. Diesel all the way. I'd forget to charge my vibrator. Like, <laughs> hang on, I'd forget to charge the bus. No, that analogy does not work in any way, shape or form. Well, with hybrids, if you like, I really want to get an electric vehicle, but my phone is always on 1%. And my whole family are like, no. And you live a long way from anything. Yeah. Do not get an electric vehicle ever. My dad is just terrified I'm gonna do it. It's like you cannot charge anything. But now I really wanna do it just to fucking piss him off. But also, I don't wanna be an environmental terrorist anymore. Imagine if I married a bus that was a hybrid. Anyway, the buses are hot. And now every time you see a fucking bus, you're gonna think of me. Does this work for anything that gets a mustache put on it? Everything except my dad. <laughs> Don't look, a psychologist should not examine. Scott had a moustache. Yeah, for how many hours? Five hours. So was this, he was shaving off the beard. Yeah, so him and Elio were in the, in the bathroom a couple of days ago and whenever Scott's going to meet the guys he rides with, he like tidies up. <laughs> like he shaves his legs. Ooh. It's like he's getting ready for a date in year nine. You know when you used to like shave and moisturise and wear matching undies and spray impulse on your jorts? That's <laughs> what my husband does before he goes riding with his mates. And so he was, everyone's like, bitch, he's having an affair. <laughs> I welcome that because I am exhausted. As the VIP people know, I said, if he wants to take a lover, I'm fine with that. I'll have to audition them. And as long as I don't have to change the sheets, go for gold. Anyway, and as they also know, that is so not true. The lack of self-knowledge in that is mind-boggling. If Scott took a lover... Imagine what that um, bitch would have to go through. <laughs> no, I did say, like, part of the auditioning process was me giving her the rules. And the rules are that she would have to constantly praise me while they were doing it. <laughs> Sounds like it would be an immensely satisfying experience for him. Anyway, he was in the bathroom with my, our son and he was shaving his face. And I said, but just leave your moustache. Leave that. And so he left it. And it was so hot. Like, that is the closest Did you take a picture of it? He wouldn't let me. It's the closest he's come to sex this year. Like, I'm not <laughs> even joking. So even with that, there was still no sex? Oh, I was too tired. <laughs> but I said to him, if I could be bothered, I would hit that right now. <laughs> if you're in a long-term marriage, you get it. He's hot. I still want to do it, but I can't be fucked. <laughs> Getting fucked. <laughs> I've got to keep to time. Where's my phone? I'm already off track. What was the other thing we wanted to say to me? Oh, I wanted to just do my little check. Uh, where are all the straight guys in the audience? One, two. Oh, this is record numbers. <laughs> Front rower, living. Um, okay, yeah, no, lights down. I don't want to see everyone. Um, <laughs> who here is in a relationship with a straight guy and has left them at home? Okay. Who here has already got a text message from that straight white guy? 
your hand went up real quick. I just wanna hear what this fuckery. <laughs> You're on your one fucking night out a year. What did he text you? <laughs> I will call him myself. <laughs> tell me what he texts you, tell me. <laughs> he texts you for dinner? Come here, come here. <laughs> he did find my phone and beeped while I was in here. <laughs> but I turned my phone off, so when I, as soon as I went home. What did he want you to do? Oh, what's for dinner? <gasps> and your husband wanted to, nothing, and your husband wanted to know what was for dinner? These grown ass fucking men. <laughs> Where are the straight guys again? <laughs> Do better. <laughs> your lot are shit. Every time I do that, the fuckery gets worse. I swear to God, one guy was like, I don't have any clean jocks for basketball. Last time I did that, I swear to God, I called that motherfucker. Well, tonight- but Thank you for coming in, it's a safe space. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was just about to give you my safe space speech. This, I'm not even kidding. This is what love sounds like from her at times. <laughs> I just want you all for the next couple of hours to be with me. I struggle so hard to do this. So I'm saying this for myself also. You are in a safe space. You are held, you are loved. I see you, you see us. And just fucking go for gold. This is your night out, this is your time. All right, let's get into the show. Segway Harp didn't bring it with me. <laughs> so on Friday night, oh, hello. My, my name is M. Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer. Hang on, we're out of whack. The autism in me can't have it. Hello, my name is M. Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer. Right, Mr. Michael Lucas, I bring you this podcast every week. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. It's still a thrill. Because if I had to say to you five years ago, you will for memory be able to recite a podcast intro, you'd be like, what the fuck is a podcast? <laughs> I love this community so much. Um, we saw the Renaissance film on Friday night. First day it came out. Of course, yes. Now, has anyone here seen it yet? Yeah, two people. This is going to be a fascinating conversation. 20 minutes for you all because... But I think much like Barbara's autobiography, maybe we'll just describe it. You won't really need to see it no. after we've talked about it. Can I just tell you, you don't. Unless... <laughs> and I just want to say, if this is recorded and sent to the Beehive... No, I am in I the Beehive. I don't endorse that I at all. I am in the Beehive. But don't go and see it if you're not. This isn't a film for non-fans. That's true. That's what I'm saying to you. Like, if you are not in, like, worshipping at the altar of the Queen, it's going to be fucking boring. Like, for, for reals. We were in a theatre. I would say there was maybe 12 people Yeah, it was total. very... <laughs> and... It was... It was not the same atmosphere that we got at SoFi Stadium in LA. <laughs> it was not, no, and we told on. anyone who looked at us... We were at the show. We saw this bit. We saw this. It was we much better live. Oh, yeah. These T-shirts, thank you for not asking, get yeah, purchased at the show. There's a lot of that. There was a lot of that. Where how it set but the scene, set the I scene. don't want to diminish the crowd we were with. They were amazing. They okay. were singing along. Yeah. And it was, they, it was a Friday night. We were all a bit tired. And I think we were all in agreement that we want to get into this, but we don't want to stand up. So everyone was just sort of, come and look, it's crazy right now. And that was it. And I'd welcome it at more concerts, frankly. Truly, it was a middle-aged dream. But look, we got in there, and look, I want you to know, as, as you probably know, sir, down there, it's been 10 years since Life Is But A Dream, the last doco. Now, if you recall, which I bet you don't, she, 
She had just sacked her father, Matthew Knowles. Boo. Now, we hate Matthew Knowles, but we're not allowed to anymore according to the new movie. We have to forgive her. I don't know if I can. He, he got a redemption arc in the movie. How? He absolutely did. I'll never forget. He used to make her swim and sing through a snorkel, and that's why she can do flawless choreography and dance without puffing. I feel like you should be celebrated for that, frankly. Feels a bit rough to be doing to a 12-year-old. Sure. <laughs> just shouting, sing, bitch! Well, she's just fighting for her life in the 50-metre pool. So it's been 10 years, this beautiful arc. So she left her father as the manager. She was about to give birth to Blue Ivy. Mm -hmm. And she was also just, you know, realising her, her oats as a, as a solo singer. Mm -hmm. So I love that we come full circle. And now, and it was also the last time we were really allowed into her life. Because after that, she just became a glittery enigma, like wrapped in prosciutto. Like you just never... <laughs> she doesn't give interviews. She, she never goes anywhere. Maybe in Oscar's red carpet. That's it. She puts all the personal emotion into the albums, though. And, and we know what's happening in her personal life if you listen to Lemonade. So. It's true. It's true. And the thing I took away from this film is that she's just like us. <laughs> she works so hard to be... She does not begin her concerts by going, oh, I'm going to get a selfie. Oh, hang on, gloves on. Take them away. That is not how the concert begins, just so you know. She wasn't driving around Alexandria yesterday, fantastic furniture, buying the set. I'll tell you right now. I was huffing and puffing yesterday afternoon trying to find the fucking set because I wanted to save some money. Beyonce doesn't have to ever worry about She does not confess sexual attraction to a bus. I would but other than that... It's, oh, it's like looking in a mirror, honestly. Just, <laughs> the parallels in our lives were wild. <laughs> but I think ultimately, wouldn't you agree, it is a love letter to the fans because the crowd reaction shots, I'll be honest, I did spend 90% of the time looking for myself. Because <laughs> you know I'm in the Madonna documentary. Oh, yeah! You know when she did Tears of a Clown, when she did that really sad stand-up set at 3am? I was there, front row. I just, I just made it into that documentary out of sheer willpower because I outlasted every other fucking bitch there. <laughs> I'm in it. it was so, it's like a, and so I sat there when the Renaissance, like, I swear to God, if I appear on this screen, I don't know what I was going to do. I, I was just... You believed that we would, though. I did. I, honestly, at the start of it, she was like... And it was an unusual moment of optimism. It was an unusual moment for you to be the seahorse of hope. She was I like, was. We're going to be in this movie. And it meant that for all three hours of the running time, you, were, you felt like you couldn't avert your eyes from the screen because you just didn't know. And every time I saw a glittery silver hat... Could be us! <laughs> You can imagine how many fucking glittery silver hats there were in the crowd. So, I mean, I, I loved it. I did love it. It was very long. Um, I think the main thing about it, for those who have no plans to see it, um, she cuts together, oh, like, basically... The transitions. ..all of the shows that she did. So it's not like one show that she filmed like Taylor did, or I'm sure Taylor filmed a few, but it looked like it was one. This is like Shade a... button. Shade, Zeke! Like, I, mean, I mean, you couldn't help with the Swifties. I'll give you his email address. You feel free. Look, I <laughs> mean, if they're going to take me... I'm, the truth is, in my heart, I feel like Taylor should be a little bit embarrassed because... Shane Madden! I just... Beyonce, the effort was... <laughs> anyway, and so... And he was cancelled <laughs> after the live show. And the Newsreader 3 mysteriously <laughs> tanked. And the ratings, Michelle well, and David just left. Um, yep. But they cut together all of these shows and, for, like, I'm sure you know if you follow her on Instagram or have lived in the Western world, she changed her fashion throughout the tour. She didn't stick with one outfit for, you know, the entire run of the tour. And so what it meant was every single time there was one of those numbers, it was like a supercut on the beat mm. because she had perfect synchronised movements every time. It would just cut from fashion to fashion to fashion and it was electrifying. And there was basically nothing but gay people in the audience, and so... Oh, we gasped. Yeah, we gasped. it was just non-stop gasp. It was like, the whole time you're watching, like, <gasps> like... It was such a great... We were applauding costume changes at a fucking screen. Yeah. That's how gay we were. And sometimes there would be runs of, like, a dozen all in a oh. row. And every time, like... <laughs> it was the gayest... Cr I loved... Our audience was so camp. We were laughing at things that was, they were gasping at. It was yeah. so good. We were not there to see Napoleon, put it that way. 
Um, I, the one bit that did touch my heart was Blue Ivy. Was um, they were talking about Blue Ivy's dance number, and Beyonce said you can just do one show and that's it. So, be, uh, so Blue worked and worked and worked. She did the one show, and then she read the negative criticism about her Cory online. But then that bitch went and she worked and she fucking got good. And then she did every single show. So in the end, Beyonce was like, it was bad at first, but then she learned like hard work, you know, and Blue was getting on her private jet every night. She's like, man. <laughs> he did have like a lot of like relatable family moments, but if you looked, they were like on a private jet. My favourite was like, you know, I, I set up a house in Cannes, in Can, but yeah. she had the private, I'm not gonna do, Beyonce, what am I gonna do, Beyonce's voice? I feel like that's problematic. I'm gonna do my voice. And then I wanted to go into Barbara. So Beyonce, just to find some stability, they rented a mansion in the south of France. Mm. Like, same, same. Same. I know you do the same. <laughs> and there was one time after a show, she just wanted to eat a fried chicken burger. It was so relatable, but so relatable. She, it was presented on a silver platter on a private jet. <laughs> but she's earned it. She has. And if you want to know, Beyonce still gets mansplained by straight white guys. That blew my mind. So there's a moment when she's planning the show and she's talking about she wants 30 metres of steel tracking for her halo somethings. And the dude, this old white dude she's talking to, he's like, we can't do that. And she's like, I actually Googled it and I know that you can. And I was like, oh my God, even Beyonce has to deal with those motherfuckers again. Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> do better. Don't question our queen. If Beyonce wants 30 metres of halo fucking steel tracking, you will provide it, sir. <laughs> Honestly, this guy. <laughs> so on the whole, if you're a Beyonce fan and you desperately wanted to see her live, you're gonna love it. Dress up, go with your best pals, do it. But if you're not a fan, I don't, I don't think you need to see it. What are you gonna give it out of 10? Oh, well, I'm a fan. Okay. So it's a solid 10 for me. If I'm brutally honest, I reckon she could have lost a few minutes. Shade button! Oh. <laughs> All right. Shall we move on to the official show? <laughs> What's the time? Shit. Hang on. Oh, 25 cool. past. Oh, fuck, already? Yeah. Okay, great. No one does summer like Aussies do. It's built into our DNA. And the lovely peeps at travel site whatif.com have been helping Aussies create their perfect summer holidays for over 23 years. We're famous for inventing the great Aussie tradition of spending Christmas Day on the beach with seafood on the barbie and a pavlova in the esky. So what's going to be our next Christmas or summer tradition? Well, what about holidays based around the family we create with our friends? Imagine holidaying with your closest besties and celebrating the joy and love of your friendships. You can book now and pay later at select hotels on the What If app. From backyards to beaches and everything in between. New summer holiday traditions are only a What If away. Book places to stay in your favourite Aussie destinations with the What If app. What If? It's Aussie for travel. It's Emsolation Extra. Haven't subscribed to Emsolation Extra yet? Here's what you've missed out on this week. Hello, Emsolation Extra pals. We are going to be doing some themed Ask Me Anything. We've got Australian Idol. Okay, here we go, Rebecca. What was your favourite and least favourite thing about your time on Idol? Is there anything you'd do differently if you were given the chance? I'd probably do everything differently. <laughs> <laughs> now that I understand what the game's about... Now that I understand about songs and arrangements and keys and all sorts of things, I would pick different music, I would arrange things differently, I'd style myself differently. I wouldn't let the producers manipulate me as much as they did. There was a lot of times where they would say things to me, oh, you must be missing, your, you must be missing my cella. They wouldn't film that. And then I would start getting emotional and then the camera would come up <laughs> and they would ask something completely innocuous that made oh it look like I was crying about something stupid, God. like a, an outfit or something. Forget about how brutal yeah. reality TV is. And that was the – if you've watched – what's that show where they it's, – it's about The Bachelor. A sh um, what's the show where they it's, – it's a – come on, Ben. Oh. Not Love Island. No, or... it's, the, it's the show – it's a drama but it's based on making – Oh. And the tagline is sometimes awful people make good shows. Yeah, what is that show? It's amazing. What was it? We loved it. We do love oh, it. Quick, the guy from Drag Race was on it. 
from Drag Race oh, Canada, Jeffrey. Ah, uh, and 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 it was one word. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm gonna look it up. And it was written by someone that used to work on The Bachelor in the U.S. Uh, what was it called? Uh, um, it was uh, Jay led to comedy dramas. Unreal. Unreal. Anyone have one word? Yeah. If you've seen Unreal. Oh. That is very much what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. But just insert idol. Like yeah. there was no rules for the producers back then. Yeah, unreal like the producers actually get cash bonuses for getting <laughs> drama, tears, yeah. people on the edge. Yeah. Oh, if you've not watched that show. It's really good. Get into it. For all of that and so much more, subscribe now at msalation.supercast.com. It's Emsalation Extra. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is, 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 is M. Salation. Okay. Welcome to M. Salation. Now, this is, if you, did you realise we were just going to do the show? I'm going to sing a bit later. Michael's going to sing for you. <laughs> I've really been looking forward to tonight. I really fucking have. Not just because of the singing. Not, not the singing at all. Just... <laughs> Mainly to see you all. I haven't been on stage in a while. I'm a bit thirsty for it, so this has been great. Okay, so we started the year, we made some predictions. In the very first episode of 2023, we made the unicorn of death and the seahorse of hope. We made some predictions. Shall we hear the first prediction regarding the US political situation? But I do predict that in 2024, Donald Trump will be the president of America. Okay. I don't think, I don't think so. I don't sure. think we can win. We'll All revisit. Right. We will. <laughs> well, guess who's on track to become the fucking president? Guess who, if the elections were held tomorrow, would win? He is out polling Joe Biden everywhere. He is going to be the Republican nominee and the only thing that's stopping him is he might be in fucking jail. <laughs> it's wild. It's so wild. And, and that doesn't even stop him because there's no precedence. Because they never thought that that would have to be a rule. Mm. Oh, we can't be president if he's in jail. Nah, we won't need that, Barry. Don't bother writing it down. Put your quill down. Put your quill down. <laughs> You're all right, Baz. It's never going to be an issue. <laughs> he could be a sitting president in jail. It's fucking America deserves it. You deserve it. I'm sorry. You get what you deserve. I'm, we will see. He will be elected next year. If it's, if it's strategically possible, he will be. I'm telling you. Well, I mean, it is strategic. And then... And then I, don't know, I mean, he might be... I don't know. He might have left this earthly, earthly realm or... I don't know. Stood down. I don't know. But I'm just saying it's a strong possibility. I feel it in my waters. And then, obviously, he, he's got big plans to dismantle democracy. And, and, and every an, an analyst that you hear says, basically, if he gets elected, it's probably the end of America. Jesus Christ. I mean... And on that note... (laughs) J-Lo. What were our J-Lo and Ben predictions? Well, I did get an email from J-Lo the other day on the J-Lo. And she's bringing out a new film slash musical about her life. (gasps) Oh, my God, I couldn't open... In my inbox, there was 50 very important ones, tax department, my children's school, I opened on the J-Lo first. I live for Jennifer's emails. Didn't she already do a feature-length doco quite recently? Yeah, with the with the Super Bowl. But no, this is like this is yeah, like halftime. It was called halftime, wasn't it? No, but this is more like it's a dramatic reenactment of J Lo's life, starring J Lo with the music that would play if her life were a musical. Oh. And it's all about Ben. It's about her love. What was it called? Life is love, or some terrible title? It was like a Delta. So was it this is me? This is me now. Wasn't it that? This is me now. I feel like it. I just want to... I love Delta Goodrum, but that woman is not capable of irony and that's why I love her even more. Like, genuinely would call her perfume like breath of a baby dragon with wings. White dove jizz. Like... You would also buy both those perfumes. 100%. Fucking love Delta Goodrum. I know her. You would love her too. You would love her. She's the best, but not capable of irony in any way. <laughs> All right, what do we think about J-Lo and Ben Zeke? And Ben, Crystal Ball, what do we think? They're going to stay together for the rest of this year? They'll see this year out? No, nah, I disagree. Thank you. I think they're going to Thank split. you. Oh. I actually gave it a date. Ooh, good, good the qualification. The year's not over. Not over. Christmas is a stressful Thank time. Thank you, Eiffel Tower. 
and maybe he won't react well to the documentary she's about to send her close personal friends like him. But I think they're going to make it. I think I've won that one. It's a victory for love and optimism. The two times Scott and I have separated were over December, just saying. Okay. Or how, does anyone else's marriage and relationships disintegrated in December? Is that a thing? Or is it just mine? Okay, fuck you. Harry Styles, if I say Harry, you have to say what? Harry Styles, oh, oh. what do you say? Oh, I worked in the bakery. <laughs> you knew it. Sorry. Do it again. I worked in the bakery. <laughs> okay, what do we think about Harry, Zeke? Harry Styles, who will he next hook up with? <gasps> Jennifer Aniston. Okay, now that hasn't... <laughs> That came, look, I predicted that, and then literally the next week, she was photographed at one of his concerts, and we found out that she went backstage, right? Yeah, his leather pants busted in front of her, and he That's saw right. Harry's, that show. saw Harry's peen. No, I added that bit for colour. No. 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 It wasn't a Lenny Kravitz situation. Holy shit, side quest. <laughs> Have we seen Lenny's latest music video? Oh, Look, oh my God. <laughs> it's fucking hot. Like, I don't know what's going on, but he's just in a bathroom, nude. Writhing in a bath, riding a shower, sitting reverse cowgirl in a toilet, like. Thank God he didn't get on a bus at any point. <laughs> anyway, do yourselves a favour when you're driving home. <laughs> Not while at the wheel. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he showed, showed yeah. Jennifer Aniston his wang. And then, okay, but then, but then there was all this stuff about how he was sort of in love with her when he was growing up watching Friends. So I'm going to say it was not, I, I, there was an element of, of prediction there that was semi-correct. Okay, all sure. I didn't care, so, okay. <laughs> I'm over Harry, I need a rest. I mean, I love him, I love him. I still love him, but I'm very fickle. Like, <laughs> but I've heard, did you hear he's been cast in New White Lotus? I mean, I've still got Google searches on no. his name. I still got, yes, yes, yes. That's why he shaved his head, apparently. Oh, come on, get with it. <laughs> I haven't gotten rid of the Google alerts on his name. I don't, like, I'm not that off him. But yeah, yeah, apparently that's why he shaved his head for the new White Lotus. I'm not joking. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm telling you this. Actually, I can. That's why you listen to my podcast. <laughs> All right, and our final prediction was regarding Bretna Jane Spears. Brittany. Mm. Oh. I, uh, I, the marriage is done, over. Mm. Thank you. Well done. The marriage is so done, so over. She spun into it and she spun out of it again. <laughs> um, I, for me, and I've said this before, there is just a blanket, good for her, with Brittany. She can post whatever unhinged, Nude, whatever. I'm with like, knives. yeah, I'm t <laughs> with knives. Oh, that is the meme of the year. I'm awarding that straight away. Meme of the year, Britney Spears with the fucking kitchen knives. <laughs> but it's just whatever I see her doing, I just like, I just good for her. It's just my instant. It's a blanket. It's a lifetime achievement. Good for her. I'm just telling you right now that she has earned it. Because she did have the burn book to, just to end all burn books, of course. We're talking about the, the woman in me. Yes. And have you seen Jamalyn Spears and I'm a celebrity, get me out of here? She, she's gone, isn't she? She left. She is shit. She's shit. Do you see how loyal we are to Britney? Yeah, she's shit. He's shit, they're all shit. All right, well, was they the were... marriage this year? Was that yes? Iconic photo Donatella. of Madonna, Madonna. Um, Selena Gomez, Drew Barrymore. Yeah. What a what a that was this group. calendar year. Yeah. Do you think they text her after the marriage falls apart? What do you think they say? I no. don't think she saw or heard from those bitches since the wedding day. Oh. No way. No fucking way. I feel like Paris might have. Oh. Thank you. Paris, she's had the baby. Have you seen the baby? Yeah. Oh, it's. it's... Rude. <laughs> My children came out with a cone head, like full, 
Marcella had been stuck in my pelvis for so long and she shat herself in the womb, so it was just like meconium conehead. <laughs> so we do not judge babies, and just because Paris's child has, is very smart. It's very big brains. Mm. And people were very unkind to the child online. I took a few on, because you know I do like to have, I've got a few finsters, that's fake Instagrams. And there were people saying unkind things about the child's enormous forehead. And I just said, it's a child and it will grow into its looks. With a few seed bombs dropped in. And now she's paid another, um, she's, she's bought another baby. What? I didn't mean to she, a surrogate, had a surrogate daughter. Oh, she's a mother of two now. Yes, yeah, she has, okay, and gotcha. she called the daughter London. Why do I retain this information but I don't know where my car keys are? Yes, she called on. it London. So she's Paris, mother of London. Yep. <laughs> I actually kind of respect it. <laughs> yes, it's stunning. It's stunning. Okay, so um, segue harp. Uh, you have coined this year the ultimate year of the diva. Because uh, none I of them let so. us down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like we will, in history, look back on 2023 and realise that every single one of them that we're obsessed with has given us something extra special. It was an absolute stellar banner year for every single one. I'm having a hot flash. I need <laughs> my fan. You just keep... Oh, does the mic work? I'm sweating in my boobs and a nice lady in the VIP gave me a hand fan. Can you still hear me? She, we really can. And so I'm going down into the changing room to get it. You right, Dad? Oh okay, good. Oh, shit, where's the fan? Oh, no. Oh, no. This is... I've lost the fan. The second hot flush of oh the day God. that Oh, there it is, I found it. Okay, I'm coming back. Am I still... Can you hear me? We really can, Okay, great. Yeah. Dad's good. Dad's just having a light beer because he's a party animal. <laughs> okay, I'm coming. Sorry. I just, a hot flash waits for no woman. Okay, oh God, got it, got it. Oh, you know when you feel like you're burning from the inside out? Do you know what I'm talking about? This dress is not a natural fibre. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm sorry, I have to give it my full attention. Segway up, ageing divas. Clap. Rage! 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 You did that, didn't you? <laughs> What's your name? What's your name? Dickhead? Dickhead. Michael? Mark, of course. I love you, Mark. Of course, it's Mark. Mark. All right. So, the Divas did not let us down. We kicked off the year with Miley. What a song. Song of the year. Totally song of the year. But also, was it your Spotify song of the year? It was actually on my Spotify rap, number one. Number one! I know. I was shocked by it too. It's on my exercise playlist. <laughs> Which right. is why Africa by Toto was also in my top five. <laughs> Bravo. Did you know if you've heard the latest? When did, which episode did we talk about? Was it an okay. extra episode? It, it was recent. Might have been extra. Have you heard that episode yet? Where we talk about Africa's probo now? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. We record so many things. Um, Michael and I have discovered that because Toto's Africa was my wedding song. Of course it was. <laughs> that makes total fucking sense. You know, it's kind of right that it was wrong. <laughs> and however, <laughs> and I walk down the aisle to let's stay together. <laughs> If only you had a better understanding of irony at the time. <laughs> Shade button! <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, Toto's Africa's Probo. We can't enjoy it anymore. It's our generation's horses, isn't it, really? Mm. <laughs> it's gone now. 
Yeah, we can't do it. Horses is, isn't Probo, is it? No, no, no. No, Horses isn't Probo. Well, Daryl Hang on. Steal it the is song. because they made the video clip and they didn't use... Margaret the, They put a m- model. model in instead of the real Why vocalist. Why do I know this? But she didn't want to do it, did she? It was her choice. It was her choice. Woman's right to choose. Yes, it is. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of Probo. Anyway. No, I'm referring to the fact that... There's a generation, the one slightly under us, when they hear horses at the pub, it's like, ah, horses. For us, I think it was when we would hear that opening. Nothing, I know it's Probo, but nothing fills me with more hope than dun, 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 I'm like, I feel like I could do anything. I feel like I could, like, pull a jumbo jet with my arms. Do you know, like, it just yeah. fills me with fucking hope for the future. It's weirdly calming and electrifying. I know. And, like, they've got the whole, like, they rhymed, they put the word Serengeti in a song. <laughs> oh, this guy, this guy's gone out. <laughs> Last man in, first man out. Oh, did he get you a wine? Good oh, boy, good, good boy. <laughs> Love you. What's your name, sir? Steve. <laughs> What's his name? Luke. John, Dave, Steve. Some patriarchal mess. <laughs> He's sitting there with his arms. I will win you over by the end of this night, dickhead. You do not have a choice. You will love me so hard. You will be following me. Oh. Ken! Ken! Oh! Shade button! No! I Steve Mike Mark has just called you Ken. Shade? Ken. Can I honestly say Ken? You do look like... Oh, my but God. But also, that's not Shade. Can I, can I, thank you. I don't feel like the straightest man in Sydney meant that as a compliment. Well, I choose to take it as a compliment because I just want to, you know. You know, Ken's gay, all right? But also, when... He does got great legs. You always comment on the legs, you weirdos. Because you always wear shorts and you've always got them crossed on camera. He's got good legs. (laughs) But since I've dyed my hair blonde, you know, you're always thinking, ooh, people, like, maybe I'm, maybe it's going to be someone going to say, I don't know, Brad Pitt and Point Break. No. <laughs> what I have got thus far, these are the two people I've been compared to. The first one was kind of like a Tintin if he was middle-aged. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> that is fucking rude. <laughs> And I won't stand for my and best And the second friend. one is a lot better, but still not exactly what you... I mean, this is a spectacular person. Anyway, the second one was Bob Down. <laughs> so Ken, most recently played by Ryan Gosling. Very happy, yeah, very happy, that. very happy. Paying that. All right, so we, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm steering the ship. Sorry. Okay, we, uh, Pamela Anderson gave us the doco, just Pammy. Just like, We're oh, stretching away her. from musical divas to encompass... Just all the divas that did well this year. She did so well. What a rebranding. (laughs) What was your thought process doing that? You licked... You went to lick your fingers but licked the mic. Because he wanted to lick them before you did the page? <laughs> Honestly. I'm not well, guys. Yeah, I don't know. I licked, I genuinely licked the back of my... Look, let's just, someone get this woman on a Sydney bus stat. <laughs> Okay, Cher is boinking a much younger man. Good for her! Another win, and it's released a Christmas album. The Christmas album is something. DJ, play that Christmas song. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) It was amazing. Rihanna and the Dancing Sperms at the Super Bowl. That was this year. Yeah. Unbelievable. First pregnant lead performer at the Super Bowl. Oh, oh, God, you've got tissues. So caring. Fans. God. Um, oh, Kylie gave us Padam. Oh. Yes. What a, can you open that? Um, also in my top five spot. Not a, <laughs> Hi, gay. Hi, gay. <laughs> uh, 
But also, look, not a diva moment, but we should spare just a quiet couple seconds for the 10th anniversary of Patrick's death on Offspring. <laughs> this has literally nothing this to man, do with divas. It's very important to spotlight it. This man is still getting stopped on the street for killing the beloved character of Dr. Patrick, Mark Paul John Steve Patriarchy. Thanks. Michael wrote a, a show called Offspring. And the, oh, sorry, you, open your eyes. Yeah, okay. Um, he, he wrote a show and he killed off the most hottest beloved character. He killed him. Yeah. And, and that was 10 him years back ago. As a ghost. Ghost Patrick. Uh, we had, of course, Madonna find, oh, found... Oh, ro roller coaster though. Found unconscious. Cause, and we know why. We know why. I know one of the costume makers. I can't, I can never tell you. I can never break the Divas trust. It's easy to figure out. No, it wasn't drugs. No, no, she got a bacterial infection. And it's easy to figure out where and why, and that's all I'll say. Queen, she's a queen. I won't hear anything. You know, she's my mother. She's my biological mother. You know this. I've told you all of this. Uh, so that was our show got cancelled. Mm, mm, mm. And like, the whole time, you remember I was saying, I'm really worried about this show. Mm. Like I you said. Were, yeah, your spidey senses were tingling from well in advance. Yeah, and then, but then, like Lazarus, <laughs> she rose from the fucking dead for her children. Yeah. Oh my God. Again, relatable diva. <laughs> Although if I woke up, open my eyes, and all my kids are standing there, I'd probably shut them again, so. <laughs> I'm just a busy working mum, guys. Uh, we had, well, the one thing that's not diva-related that we do need to just touch on before the, the first half. Oh, shit, it's 7.47. Got to get you home by nine. Um, we, the fateful New York trip, uh, the most listened to episode this year is me shitting my linen jumpsuit. Because <laughs> you're all sick fucks. Um, Mark, John Paul, patriarchy. Um, <laughs> we went on a trip of a lifetime to New York and in Central Park I got explosive diarrhoea and I was wearing a G-string and a Zimmerman white linen jumpsuit <laughs> that I bought 10 years ago during breakfast radio money times. So I couldn't afford a Zimmerman <laughs> now. And um, I don't know if you've ever been to the public toilets in uh, Central Park, but they're not great. And I have a lot of sensory issues around shitting in general. So, um, it was pretty fucking traumatic. <laughs> so you did really... I've never worn that jumpsuit again. I can't bring myself to, to wear it. You were. It, when it's I clean. think back on it, you were, like, remarkably upbeat. Like, you were coming out of that... <laughs> those I was, public toilets going, I didn't we're want good, to bring... we're good, let's keep going. Let's go deeper into the park. <laughs> I didn't want to ruin the trip. It was. So it was really it just was. me doing a lot of positive fucking self-talk. I just thought if I believe it, I'll make it so. So I would literally lose a lung, like ring stinger, like giving birth, like a di fully dilated, rubber sheet situation. <laughs> and I'd be there and the stalls in Central Park are only, like they start here and end here. So you've got like a metre of coverage. So I'm there, with, and it's a jumpsuit, so I gotta get naked. So I'm and also peeling I just... down my G-string, like it's all sweaty and it's like unmentionable. Like we can't even talk about it. <laughs> they also don't want funny business in the stalls. No, so the do see the, like this. The doors are very thin. Oh, mate, I was holding it like this. I thought the sheer force of what was happening might blow the doors open. <laughs> and then I'm like, it was like I was climbing Everest. Right, you've done it. Come on, pull your jumpsuit up, I'm pulling it up. And I walk out and I'd be like, Matilda, and I'm like, let's go! <laughs> and I'm pursing my butt. Like, you know when you're trying to will stuff back up your body? <laughs> and then how long do you reckon we got five minutes down the road and we had to, how many steps? Yeah, I led him into the ramble, which is like, <laughs> like the foresty bit, <laughs> where you have to clamber up and down rocks. I took her cross country. <laughs> it was so bad. And I was like, oh my God, I, try, I wanted to make... And then we ended up... In Park Avenue. <laughs> out the front of Madonna's house. And I went to the pharmacy that was 10 metres from her house. Remember that posh pharmacy? Oh, and yeah. I'm like, I bought some Imodium, which was 28 bucks, US. <laughs> and then I bought the... And I, thought, and I thought to myself, I bet you this is where Madge gets her shit pluggers as well. <laughs> like... 
would be her pharmacy. That would be where she would get her antibiotics for a bacterial infection. I don't think she's popping out to the chemist. Totally. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's just on the corner. She just popped down, definitely. <laughs> so that made me feel much better. So I had like the worst diarrhea out the front of Madonna's house. <laughs> That's a sentence only I could say, surely. But it did like, I did, I did rally. Was that the night we went to Marie's Crisis? I think it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I am an Anzac. <laughs> In a non-disrespectful way. Yeah. Um, was I there in that tutu, in that white tutu that night, singing at the piano bar, after near shitting out an internal organ hours earlier, being jet-lagged from my flight? Honestly, I can't remember, but this myth is so good. What I'm just going to say, yes, you were. Oh, my God, give me the list. Give me oh the list. God, I've sorry. lost track of where we're at. I'm a fucking hero. I actually am. Okay, no, not that page. I'm not going to lick the microphone. I'm just going to rip that off. Oh, we had Britney, uh, obviously, she released the burn book, which we've discussed, and Babs released the, oh my God. Has anyone actually listened to it or have you just been enjoying Michael? Yeah, it's been incredible. It's been my honour to provide service. <laughs> I miss it now. Do you? Yeah, because oh. it was just like she spoke it, it was so long and Adrian felt the same way, like, you just got used to the fact that any spare bit of moment, Baz, Bab, Babs would start speaking to you. Yeah. And it was kind of comforting in a weird way to yeah. hear about her and her dogs and, and you know, James Brolin, the food, <laughs> yeah, the brownies, <laughs> with the walnuts. <laughs> and then, of course, the last thing we will mention from this year of memorable moments for Divas, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Finding each other, her having the highest grossing tour, everything of all time. I mean, what a fucking empire. And I want you to know, I was going to write some fan fiction for us to perform, but then I went and looked up the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey fan fiction, and I came across something called Roughing the Princess. (laughs) And let's just say the front cover is just Taylor pantless in a top that has number 69. That's not his number. Hang on, there was, this was illustrated. Well, it's a person who looks like Taylor and her back, she's obviously at a, at a concert. She's got just a jersey on and it's red and it looks like the Chiefs, oh. but it's number 69, like referring to oral sex. Thank you for pointing and, that out. Like two-player oral sex, obviously. And so... And, <laughs> Oh, man. And so I, the, the person who wrote it, her name is Ivy Smoke. She wrote it in three days. It's an e-book. It costs 10 bucks. And she, yeah, she has since been cancelled by the Swifties for how disgusting this book is. So I, of course, went and paid the $10. <laughs> and I, I can't, it's so disrespectful, I can't even read it out to you, except to say Travis masturbates for 90% of the book. And I don't understand why. While she's present or not? What? It's just weird. He's just so overcome that he just whips it out. Interesting choice of words. (laughs) To the... (laughs) (laughs) Does it progress beyond that? No, not really. Is there an arc to it? Nah, nah. Slot of wanking. I don't know. And clearly Ivy's never seen a football game either because that's not how football is played. <laughs> anyway, if you, it's really awful. So I didn't write anything because after that, and Book Talk is not happy with Ivy Smoke, but if you want to go look it up for yourself, it's called Roughing the Princess. <sighs> All right, on that note, that is the end. Thank you so much for being here for part, part one. one of the podcast. <laughs> go off now, go to the toot, get a refreshment. We'll be back with our very special guest, the newsreaders, Michelle Lim Davison, AKA Nolene. Nolene in that peach power suit that I'm obsessed with. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And also there's gonna be some singing from Michael Lucas. <laughs> Vinci and Zeke are gonna join me on stage. I'm gonna give you a few songs and then we'll send you off to bed by 9 p.m. It'll be wonderful. See you soon, my loves. <laughs> Thank you. 
Hey, if you want to help us keep Emsolation alive and kicking for everyone to enjoy, you need to upgrade your experience with our premium service, Emsolation Extra. You get an exclusive feed that delivers two bonus episodes direct to your favourite podcast app every week and soon to be added for our extra fam. You're going to get Em and Michael's chat with Play School host and Nolene from the show Newsreader, Michelle Lim-Davidson. Plus, there's the full Q&A that Em and Michael did with our VIPs before the show in Sydney. There are so many good questions. Uh, you'll also get the chance to ask Em and Michael anything each week. You get Instagram close friends access, ticket pre-sales access and merch discounts. Currently, Emsolators that are signed with Extra get 20% off our merch you can hear range and there's so much more too. You can help Em keep this independent neurodivergent business alive and free for more people just by supporting us for less than $2 a week on our yearly plan or less than $2.50 a week on our monthly plan. Sign up now at msolation.supercast.com. And Emsolation with M. Rossiano is recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley, produced by M. Rossiano, and edited by Ezekiel Fan, with videos by James Henderson. Socials by Benjamin Wosley, M. Rossiano, and Marcella Rossiano Barrow, with assistance from Jem Evans. Get more Emsolation by following us on Instagram at the Emsolation Podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter and join other Emsolators at the Emsolation Group in Facebook. The answer to get in is Madonna or Beyonce. Uh, please share the podcast with a friend. Give us a five-star rating and make sure you're following us by hitting the follow button on whatever your favourite podcast app is. Thanks for listening to this week's episode and we can't wait to chat with you again soon. <laughs>